Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week, in honor of Mother's Day, we are hosting a Q&A with a few guests to talk about all things pregnancy and motherhood. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to Meet, meet Baby H. H. Well, welcome back, everybody. This week, we have some very special guests joining us to talk about all things pregnancy and motherhood. So joining us today is my mom, Jen. She is a mother to four kids and grandma to two soon-to-be three grandkids. So hi, mom. Hi, Rachel. And we also have my sister-in-law, Courtney, who has a two-year-old and a three-month-old. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Rachel. We are so glad that you both could join us today. Most of these questions are about pregnancy or life with a baby, since that's kind of the stage we're in right now. So without further ado, let's get started with our first question. Okay, so to start it off, um, take a good think back to your pregnancies, and what was some of the weirdest pregnancy symptoms that you had? I hate to say this, but the best word to describe my pregnancies, all four of them, is vanilla. They're just so normal. I really didn't have any weird pregnancy symptoms. I didn't have morning sickness. Everything was normal. I didn't have any strange cravings. It was just vanilla. So, Well, I obviously did not get that uh, gene, if that is a gene. <laughs> So I didn't really have any weird cravings either, nothing abnormal, not like peanut butter and pickles or anything, but um, I would say the weirdest thing is I always had to eat something before I showered, otherwise I'd feel like I was going to pass out. I don't know if I just had my showers too hot or something, but I like the hot shower, but if I didn't eat something before I took a shower, I would, would not feel well. I remember having to go sit outside after a shower all the time. <laughs> Interesting. Um, another question we have here is, what is the best parenting advice you have ever received? I think the best parenting advice, especially when you have a newborn and you're a first-time mom, is to sleep when your baby sleeps. You're going to be so tired. This is a big change. The baby gets up a lot and eats at night. Your hormones are going to be out of whack. So take the chance to get the rest when you can. I think the best advice I got was just that every child is different. When my first son was born, two of my other sisters were also having kids right around the same time, their first. And you're constantly comparing the growth of your child and how they're doing to the other new grandkids. So I, that's just something I always really tried hard, you know. They are not the same as other kids. Yeah, that's true. You can't imagine having, I don't know, just that many kids all the same age. Like, I'm kind of lucky that, you know, our kid isn't going to have any super close in age to them. Um, so think back to, you know, your early parenting days, and what were some of your most essential or most used items, whether it was from your registry or just something that you remember you really needed all the time? You're really asking me to go back a long way, Rachel. <laughs> oh, let's see. My oldest is going to be 29 so there weren't even baby registries back then so it was just whatever people would give you for the baby shower but I know for sure that all of my kids used tons of burp cloths so we just called them cloth diapers back in the day so 
I used a lot of those, and binkies. Binkies were essential for us. Every one of you were binky takers. I was a thumb sucker. I really did not want my kids to be a thumb sucker, so I encouraged the binky so that they wouldn't go looking for your thumb. Yeah, you can always take away the binky. You can't take away the thumb. That's right. <laughs> um, I would also say burp rags. Uh, we use a lot of them, and you want a lot of them. I think I probably have 20 of them. But also an item that actually wasn't on my registry, but I got from the hospital, was a the swaddle sack. I used that in the first two months of both of my boys' lives have been has been essential for getting them to sleep through the night. <laughs> the swaddle, I think, is a great invention because we didn't have swaddles when our kids were young. We would just wrap them in a receiving blanket as tight as we could get them, but they wiggle out every time. So that Velcro... It's a seal breaker. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, because Calvin was sleeping through the night very young. Both my boys at about two weeks old slept through the night, and the Velcro really makes a difference. <laughs> So another pregnancy question. Uh, what was your favorite thing, if anything, about pregnancy? I really enjoyed being pregnant. I would say that for me, feeling your baby move for the first time is just very rewarding. It's an experience that you are never going to feel again. You know, it's like something that you only experience when you're pregnant. I didn't like gaining the weight. <laughs> the second trimester is the best because the first trimester, which I didn't experience morning sickness, but you can experience morning sickness and you don't really feel any different. Like you don't feel the baby or anything. The third trimester, the baby is so big that you're uncomfortable and you've gained a lot of weight. But the second trimester, it's like bliss. I would agree with that. I mean, I haven't experienced the third trimester you yet. You just wait. <laughs> I'd say my favorite thing was obviously not having a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, uh, the same as what she said, feeling your baby move for the first time is magical. I remember trying to explain that to my husband. and you just It's inexplainable. Uh, the way it feels, and, you know, that's the closest you'll physically ever be to your child, so. it's a good way to think about it. I have not felt our baby move yet, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, so some people say that your baby craves what you craved during pregnancy. So was that true for any of your kids? I would say no, that was not true. I only had a craving with my first pregnancy with my oldest and Rachel is my youngest. I never had a craving with the other three or I can't recall having a craving with the other three. So what I was craving with my firstborn was Arby's beef and cheddar sandwiches. <laughs> my firstborn does like Arby's beef and cheddar, but I don't think she was ever craving that as a young child. And I never had any other cravings, so I would say no. With my first, I always wanted toast with cinnamon and honey and bananas and peanut butter. Like, and I wanted that every morning. <laughs> and <laughs> I probably shouldn't have ate that every morning. <laughs> but I did most mornings. And a lot of those things are things kids like anyway. So it's kind of hard to tell if he just likes it because it's sweet. But he really does like bananas. And what kid wouldn't like honey? But... <laughs> 
Um, now with my second, I wouldn't say I really had any specific cravings. So my first, it was that specific cravings. But he does love bananas, I guess. At least it's something healthy. I've yeah. been craving, like, what, Pop-Tarts? <laughs> <laughs> I've been, like, reverting to my childhood. I was going to say, I think you've been craving Pop-Tarts your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really a big banana eater, but... During yeah. my first pregnancy, I wanted bananas all the time. Bananas mm-hmm. and peanut butter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so think about when you first brought home a baby. It could be your firstborn or, you know, any that you had after that. What were some things that you wanted or needed or emotions you were going through, just things you remember about those first moments home? I remember being very excited to go home. I had a cesarean with my firstborn, so I was in the hospital a little longer than you normally would be when you have a, a natural childbirth. So I was very excited to get home, but when and I... Back then, wouldn't it have been like longer than it is even now? It was three days, so I don't think it's much longer. I think it's probably about the same now. My mom was in the hospital for 10 days, and she had a C-section, so... Wow. It was very different when my mom was having kids, but I was in the hospital for three days. I was very excited to get home. When we got home, I was very overwhelmed, and I remember a lot of emotions. I was all over the place, crying a lot, of course, joyful, excited to be a first-time mom, and then the waves would come. There was definitely a lot of ups and downs. I think you got to get some of those extra hormones out of your system and things do settle down, but it's very um, overwhelming the first few days, weeks, you know, maybe even that first month. Nursing was a struggle. I was not successful and I was worried and didn't know if my baby was getting enough. I was in pain I'd had a cesarean, I had the stitches, I was having a hard time moving around. So yeah, it was rough with that first one. It was smooth sailing after that. I did do what's called a VBAC. I don't think they do them anymore, but I had the uh, vaginal delivery after a C-section. So they call that a VBAC. I'd say very similar. I thought it was very much easier with uh, my second Whereas my first coming home, my delivery process was not as easy. I had a lot of swelling in my legs. I couldn't wear shoes for like two weeks. I think I wore slippers for two (laughs) or three weeks. And again, I tried nursing and pumping and all of that. And that was stressful for me. It was a lot. And I remember wanting and needing almost to feel connected to my firstborn and having a hard time with that. They're not doing anything yet. They're not smiling at you. They're kind of emotionless little things that you're supposed to feed and keep alive. (laughs) And (laughs) I remember just wanting to feel that love and connection. But I mean, it's months before sometimes people feel that. I mean, they don't really have much emotion for the first month or two. And don't be surprised if you don't feel that right away. And it's okay. You're not going to have this magical moment where you feel just tons and tons of love for this thing. And it's okay if you don't. Yeah. I think you definitely do feel love. It's different because you do, of course, love your child. Oh, yes. You love them. (laughs) And you can't wait to see what they look like. The anticipation. What are they going to look like? Who are they going to look like? Oh, yeah. You You want to see their personality. You want them to smile and laugh at you and enjoy your presence. And we didn't even know the gender of our firstborn. So we were even excited just to know whether we were having a boy or a girl. That's all very exciting. And there's such highs and such lows. You just have it all. 
So you both kind of mentioned that bringing home your first was a little bit harder, but what would you say, I know Courtney, you only have two, but going from zero to one, one to two, and then mom for you, two to three or three to four kids, what is the hardest? Going from zero to one. It's a big change to have no children and then have one. And just taking care of a baby, your lifestyle changes, what you can do, where you go, you always have to think, oh, wait a minute, I have to pack a diaper bag, I have to grab the formula, I have to get a change of clothes, you know, whatever you need just to get out the door. So once you have one, you know, bringing home your second, and for me, my third and my fourth, I was like, I felt empowered. I got this. You know, I could do this. I know what I'm doing now. Experience is a great teacher. So I definitely think going from zero to one was harder than anything. So I would agree with that as well. I do think it depends on your delivery as well. So like my first was not an easy delivery for me. Um, And it's all new, obviously. So you come home and you've never done any of it before. Um, My labor and delivery the second time was 10 times easier than my first. And also you know what to expect with a baby So it was easier, and it depends on the age of your previous kids. If they're five and you're bringing home a newborn, they might be a little easier. Whereas if you have a 15-month-old and you're bringing home a newborn, that might be a little harder. Just to let you know how crazy I was, (laughs) when my oldest was four years old and five months, my youngest was born. So I had four kids in four years and five months. So I was crazy, pretty crazy. (laughs) I do hear often that once you're outnumbered, so going from two to three is harder than going from three to four. Now, I can't speak from that because I only have two, but I mean, we do want more kids. So we'll find out if that's true. So if going from two to three is harder. Yeah, keep us posted. (laughs) I, I actually felt like going from two to three was not much harder than just having two and three to four. Piece of cake. I hear that often. Three to four is not that bad. (laughs) What's one more at that point? (laughs) That's exactly right. What's one more? Um, So you both mentioned some advice that you got. What is some advice that you would give to a first-time parent? So one thing that comes to my mind is everybody's going to have an opinion about what you should do with your child. And my advice is... Do what you want to do for your child. Raise your child how you want to raise your child. You know, and everybody can say, well, I did this and my child was off the bottle at 12 months and my child was potty trained at 18 months and my child was all these things. And you're like, well, I don't know if my kid can do that. It's okay. Raise your child how you want to raise your child. Yeah, I've always said that, you know, parents get enough judgment as it is. We don't need to be adding to the pot. We really just need to be supporting each other. Yes. I always like the advice, fed is best. I love that advice because it kind of goes along with what Jen was saying. You know, you, you do what works best for you and your family. Whatever you think is best is probably best. As long as your baby is growing and is happy, then that's what's important. So, yeah, totally agree. 
Um, so we do have a Father's Day panel coming up eventually where we'll hear some perspective from the guys. Um, but first, let's talk about the guys. <laughs> so what is something that first-time dads just really need to know about pregnancy or parenting? Like if there was one thing that you just wish someone would have sat your husband down and said, this is what's going on, what would that be? Well, one thing I think of is that when she's crying hysterically and screaming and yelling, don't take it to heart <laughs> because she doesn't mean it. So that's one thing. With the pregnancy, the hormones can be out of whack. And then the other thing is be supportive. I would completely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> they call it your fourth trimester for a reason. Those first three months after having your baby, you are usually emotionally and physically drained. And having a partner that can be there with you each step and support you in each way is important because you're going to have tons of different things you've never dealt with before. Just understanding that she's going to be emotional and she's going to cry for no reason and she's probably going to yell at you for no reason. Um, or just, maybe there is a reason. Yeah, there could be a reason. Um, and just help out. You know, she's trying to juggle a lot of things. So help out around the house as much as you can. Maybe she wants to do all that, those things, but she just can't do it all. So. Well, Dad, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, but we really appreciate you both joining us today. So, like I said, stay tuned for our Father's Day panel that will release the Friday before Father's Day.